show. This is Stan the Joke Man talking. I got to tell you about the little old ladies I met out in front of the post office yesterday. I was coming out of the post. Actually, I was going into the post office. And on my way in, there was uh, two seniors blocking the doorway, you know, disregarding everybody. You know, being an obstruction, an old obstruction. I didn't bitch. I just said, hey, pardon me, ma'am. Would you please get the fuck out of the way? She didn't make me shove her real hard, but I had to shove her a little bit. I hope you all know I'm kidding. Okay. You better. And don't ever, ever. You go out of your fucking way for seniors. I don't care who it is. You help them out where you can. I went in. I did my shit. On my way back out, the two elderly women, they were walking out of the post office. I checked out both their sweet asses. Ooh. Okay, I'm teasing. That's fucking disgusting. I shouldn't talk like that. I'm not too far from their age. So, hey, I'm Stan the Joke Man. I've got to make my comments. Just learn to live with it, okay? All right. But the little one, the one that was really getting around good, I mean, she's real coherent, you know? I mean, her faculties must be great. She was driving an SUV, damn near 89 years old, moving around. With a hobble, slow. And I stopped what I was doing. I said, "Hun, I'm not going to let you walk out of here unless, A, I can carry you, or you at least let me escort you to your car. <laughs> she took my arm. I walked her out. And she said, my arthritis, the doctors won't do anything for me. They just keep saying, you're old, you're old, you're old. And just learn to live with it. You're going to have to just, this is all we got for you. And just more pills, more pills, more pills. I said, you're just in pain all over my body, all the time. It never ends. I told her about the Rick Simpson oil, folks. If you don't know about Rick Simpson oil, ladies and gentlemen, you need to pay attention to what I have to say right now, okay? This is not a pitch. I'm not selling you anything. I'm just... I'm hopefully saving a lot of people from a lot of excruciating pain. I want you to know, first off, like I say, I understand arthritis. Got it in my arms really bad. Doesn't bother me all the time, but when it does, whoo-wee, my arms fucking burn. My fingers burn. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Anyway, being that I've had a problem in the past with cocaine, crack, I didn't really have a problem with heroin because I quit that on my own, but I did do heroin and then, of course, I drank stupid my entire life, yeah. 36-year career in drinking? Fuck, yeah. I quit about six, seven years ago. Yeah, Far too short amount of time for me to forget about all the fucking pain I went through, so I'm a little reluctant to take things that are addictive. I just won't, because I know me. I'll take it normal in the way I'm supposed to in the beginning, but in the blink of an eye, I'm going to be shoving it up my ass and smoking it and doing everything. <laughs> Can you cook it down in the rock? Yeah, no. Stop it. So I ain't touching that shit anymore. I won't touch it. I don't want you to either. Rick Simpson oil is the key. It is derived from the marijuana plant, folks. Okay, I don't know the procedure for doing it, but I've seen the facilities, and it is quite a procedure to make the serum, Rick Simpson Oil Serum. I mean, this stuff is incredible. It goes into machines. It's put in a serum. It's 
cooked down in the serum form. It's cleaned properly. I, like I say, I don't know all the steps. I just know that I was just lucky enough to see one of the facilities, how they extract that serum, and it's just really professional. But they'll give you this Rick Simpson oil with a cap on it in a syringe, okay? No needle, just the Rick Simpson oil is in a syringe, like a turkey baster. You take it home, and you know your arthritis is going to keep you up all night. You know you're going to be in pain. You don't want to take this shit and go to work. You don't want to take this shit before you go ice skating. You don't take it before you run a bulldozer. You don't want to take this shit before you go sea doing. You want to take this shit before you go to bed, okay? But if you're in pain, at least for me, it's about a rice-sized piece I put on my finger. About the piece, size of a piece of rice. That's all I put. Hour later, I am out. And I don't hurt at all. I'm not drugged. I'm not incoherent. I'm lucid. It's a natural herbal, pain-killing remedy. Cancer patients use it. People with diabetes use it. You have any kind of physical pain, rheumatoid arthritis, problem with your joints and your bones, you don't have to take their addictive shit anymore. You need to take some of that Rick Simpson oil. And I told that little elderly lady outside the post office about that Rick Simpson oil, and she was so grateful. And I said, you really need to get with your care provider and see about getting your medical marijuana card and get down there and get that Rick Simpson oil. You tell the doctor to stick these fucking painkillers up his goddamn ass. She said, thank you, Stan. And she grabbed my crotch and we Frenched and her and her dentures accidentally slipped out in my mouth. And I said, <coughs> here, you want these back? And there was some chicken in there. Okay, that was a fucking joke, obviously, but... Hey, folks, happy Friday. Welcome to the show. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Stan the Joke Man Show, brought to you by Firemen's Cannabis. is obviously the chokehold that was put on the young man in the subway. I love the train subway system up there in New England. There's no other way to get around if you got to travel around downtown, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about young bucks out there who cannot wait to prove their manhood. I know these type because I used to be one of them. They're so eager to be a man they put the cart in front of the horse, and then they get themselves in trouble. You got a young 24-year-old Marine. Shit, he is full of testosterone. I keep seeing these young guys, and they're, and they're all hooked on their little trendy UFC shit. They watch it every fucking weekend. And a lot of them, like Mark Woman Mullen, yeah, they think, gee, I'm going to be looked upon as a big man if I go and I fight in a cage. Let me go fight in a cage and learn some kick-ass moves. And the ones who neither have the ability or the guts to actually go into a cage and fight like that on national television, well, they watch that show. 
they learn, well, they think they learn from that show, and they, they pick up some neat new moves and techniques, and they store. They store that knowledge in the back of their mind, and they keep it there. And it stays right there, and they keep their eyes open, and they're just waiting, hoping for the day they can prove their manhood by exercising that shit they learned. And that's what happened here. Yeah, 30-year-old was threatening people. He was mentally deranged. He didn't have a weapon. He wasn't actually attacking anybody. This young man saw an opportunity to put somebody else in a chokehold. He did with the assistance of other passengers who held the guy down as he was being strangled to death. And here's what you have to understand, young bucks everywhere who are just dying to be men. What you don't realize or think about are the repercussions of your little trendy chokehold that you picked up watching UFC. Kicking ass don't make you a man. I got big tires and lift on my truck. Don't make you a man. Shaving your head don't make you a man. Beard don't make you a fucking man. There's a lot more to being a man than just fucking appearance, dildo. Putting somebody in a chokehold is not one of them. There's going to be repercussions for putting somebody in a chokehold, especially if you kill them, stupid. Whether you mean to or not, you've taken the life of an innocent person. Yes, that man was innocent. He was innocent of attacking anyone. He was attacked. You can't what if, perhaps, and well, it could have, and it might have, and it looked like. No, no, it didn't. Do you understand that? Probably not, huh? Well, you committed murder on somebody who did absolutely nothing illegal. You're going to prison. We'll see you when you're in your 30s. But then again, in this damn near unfree society with the Republican GOP, you see what they're doing. You attack this country and kill cops, they're going to pardon you. You murder people in Texas or any Republican cold, yeah, they're good. If they like you, you get pardoned. The Fuhrers have decided who's innocent and guilty. The courts don't count anymore. Neither does law. Yeah, Governor Greg Abbott has made it perfectly legal in Texas kill anybody. And if you got an R in front of your name, you should be able to walk on it. There you go. Murder is for free, according to Greg Abbott and Donald Trump. Of course, Title 42 ends today. Everybody lining up at the border. We've all been watching it for months now. It's not a brand new problem. It's been here for well over 100 years. It's systematically gotten worse, and it's probably going to be a nightmare down there. Who knows? We'll see. I'm sure Republican these hybrids will try to blow it up and sabotage it and make it a bigger problem than what it is. They'll, they'll do everything they can to try to throw wrenches in the gears to disrupt. I mean, they're already blocking legislation to fully fund the border. They're doing it intentionally because... They don't have anything else to talk about. They they can't argue virtue. They can't argue patriotism because they're all piles of shit. Child molesters, rapists, and anti-democratic pricks. Multi-millionaires who don't give a fuck about working families in this country. But <laughs> Title 42 ends today. Hmm. Yeah, that's another one of them Donald Trump crises that are coming to a head. Remember who implemented Title 42? Donald Trump. Oh, the Afghanistan exit. Yeah, that was a fucking disaster, too, wasn't it? Who set that up? Donald Trump Yeah, with the Taliban. I just wanted to point out those two simple facts.
I know you hate facts, and I know you love making excuses for that pile of shit, but you should know both of these crises were both created, intentional chaos created by Don T. Did you see him on CNN the other night? Yeah, when he was talking about pardoning all the people who attacked our democracy and free America. Those sick maniacs sat out there and applauded it. Wasn't that sickening to watch all those spoiled little shits sit there and applaud the attack? They approve of the dishonor. Sure, you choose it. Explain George Santos and why he's still there then. That guy robbed veterans and you've chosen him over your country. That guy has misled people, committed fraud left and right. You don't give a fuck. I'll bet you haven't picked up the phone and called one representative of that goddamn new hybrid Republican Party of yours. You ought to be embarrassed, but you're not because you think you're adorable. You look stupid, chicken shit, and spoiled. And you're not going to change a fucking thing because you live in denial, too. (laughs) Florida Bakery has refused to write the word trans on a cake requested by two social workers who had hoped to bring the treat to an event they had organized for the local transgender community. Dandelion Hill, co-founder of the Orlando-based nonprofit Peer Support Space, was headed to the organization's TransJoy event on April 26th. They stopped by the uh, Colonial Town Public Supermarket to pick up a cake for the celebration. They wanted the bakery to write a simple, wholesome message in pink icing on the sheet cake, trans people deserve joy. That's all it said. Trans people deserve joy. And the person working the bakery said, I'll be right back. Well, after waiting for what felt like an eternity, managers showed up and said, hey, I'm sorry, we can't write that. Publix is not allowed to make stamps on on, on that issue. (laughs) Look at there. Freedom of speech is going away now, too. Isn't this great? Radicalized, Taliban-like country, especially Oklahoma. It's terrible here. Now, in an email from public sent to the Washington Post, the grocery store said, hey, look, those employees should have agreed to write that message. Our policy indicates that our associates may write statements that are not copyrighted or trademarked, period. Especially if you're supporting a good cause. You write them words as long as they're factual and positive and not considered to be attacking anybody, leave them alone. Well, the indoctrinated, radicalized hillbillies, they don't understand that, and you're not allowed to have free speech as far as they're concerned. They love their free speech, but you're not allowed to have yours. Nah. And they'll tell you they're Christian and not radicalized. Hey, this is a sweet story. I like this story. Two Enid police officers, they got called out to the scene where there were cries being heard, either from a woman or a child screaming for help. Officers arrived on the scene. Body cameras picked up one of the officers going, yeah, that's a person. That's a person. In the distance on the body camera, you hear a, now the officers from Enid are in full wind sprint, run into the danger to rescue this person that's obviously in dire straits. They turn the corner of the barn, and what do they find standing before them? <laughs> you fucking goat! <laughs> Son of a bitch! <laughs> Here I am again in this mean old town, and you're so far away from me. Where are you?
opinion or sketchy at best, but I'm giving it anyway because it, it's an important story that I think needs to be mentioned because you can find yourself in this situation. There was a there was an autistic man who got a job at Vaughn's supermarket, okay? He, he has mild autism. And the Vaughn's supermarket chain out there, they, they put these folks to work. You better believe it. Well, he's been fired. And 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 I guess he's claiming discrimination because of his autism. Now, he claims he was nearly killed three times while working for Vons. Let me explain. Austin Cheryl, 23, says he was assaulted three times since the new year. And after asking for workman's comp, his hours were cut, and he was terminated from his position at Vons. His duties were as a courtesy clerk. His duties included bagging groceries, collecting shopping carts, and, you know, dealing with the garbage. On January 19th, he was dealing with the garbage and he encountered two alleged shoplifters behind the store, outside. Apparently, he had a confrontation with him and he got pepper sprayed. <laughs> when he reported the incident to his manager, they called the police, but there's no word on what, you know, become of it. Well, the second assault took place on March 17th. He was again outside of the supermarket near the dumpsters when a man lunged at him with a knife, according to Cheryl. Now, he stabbed Cheryl, but the knife penetrated a roll of trash bags inside an apron pocket instead of him. Well, police were called back to the store, but by the time they arrived, of course, the suspect was long gone. Lo and behold, the uh, guy's lunging at me with a knife, Cheryl told the local news agency. The first incident didn't shake me up too much, but the second incident, like when you were close to death, I'm the most shook up I've ever been in my entire life. Now, on April 1st, just last month, the third assault took place on Mr. Cheryl, the man with mild autism working at Vons who was terminated. A customer who they say was possibly inebriated allegedly harassed female shoppers. Well, the man got into Cheryl's face, I guess, when he confronted the man. Cheryl went to go get his manager and his security guard. Cheryl says, he's cussing me out. He's threatening my life. I back away. He comes back in my face. I back away again. The third time, I defend myself, and I push him off of me. Cheryl claimed he applied for workman's comp after that. He wanted time off, and he said he was having nightmares and panic attacks, which I believe that PTSD is very real, folks. It is real, and it may linger on some longer than others. I don't think you need a three-month fucking vacation to deal with it, but I, I do believe you need a little bit of time off just to get yourself put back together. But that's not up to me. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's up to the professionals, and I'm not one, so I'm going to shut my hole on it. Here's what I will say about this young man, okay? And here's what's on the surface that nobody's even thinking about or even talking about. Everybody wants to attack the grocery store because they fired a guy who has autism. Okay, folks, Austin Cheryl is not a security guard. 
But in every one of these situations, according to his own statements, he tried to perform the duties of a security guard, didn't he? He wasn't supposed to do that. He's supposed to bag groceries, collect shopping carts, and deal with the garbage. Only. Only. Those are your duties as a courtesy clerk. Autism is not an excuse. Autism can handle collecting shopping carts. Autism can handle, I'm sure, bagging groceries. Yeah, dealing with garbage. I don't believe autism is uh, qualified to work as security, but in all three of those instances, young Austin, whether he whether it was in, well-intentioned or not, is irrelevant. He had no business confronting those folks. That's why he got fired. He overplayed his hand. I know it's not his fault, but Austin Sherrill is now a high liability because he cannot follow directions. And that's not his fault either. He does have autism. He has a hard time processing and letting stuff resonate. I'm sure. I don't know. But giving him every break you possibly can only says he has no business working with the public. There you go. He has no business working with public. I'm not saying that applies to all autistic people. But for Mr. Cheryl, he needs to work out back. He needs to stock shelves or something. That's it. Clean the floors at night. I wouldn't let him work the customers. It's kind of like bad cops, you know? People want to blame the entire system of the police department. Are you fucking crazy? Why don't you try looking at it like this? Maybe never should have been a cop in the first fucking place. Yeah. Don't look at the whole department. Look at the fucking person. Look at how these folks are allowed to come in and get a fucking badge in the first place. That's where we need to focus our attention. The guy can't work with the public. He has no business working with the fucking public. That's it. Folks, here at the beginning of the show, you heard me talk about the Rick Simpson Oil. Now, I want to tell you, who has a facility right here in Henrietta, America, FireMeds Cannabis. Going to get a word into them real quick, and we're going to come back and do some Dear Stan letters. Hey, those are fun. Coming back right after this. Fire Meds. Henrietta's Farm to Pipe Bud Dispensary and home of the $5 gram. Fire it up, hippies, with wholesale prices to the public. You're only going to find at Fire Meds. Check out their entire sales menu at Leafly. That's right, Leafly. Wholesale prices to the public on one-ounce baller jars, sugar, diamonds, batter, live resin. 25% off all flour ounces every single day. Solventless rosin and carts, half the price of the competitor. And let me tell you, folks, firemeds, they don't be selling whore weed. Absolutely not. <laughs> no pimps, no middlemen. You know where your weed's been. Their farm, their bud, your pipe. Two locations, 908 West Main in Henrietta and 3rd Street in Stillwell. Know where your weed is coming from. I do. Firemeds, family, farm, to pipe, bud dispensary, Henrietta, Oklahoma. Back to the Stand the Joke Man show. If you ever want to write me a letter, be sure to hit me up at Joke Man Productions LLC on Facebook. That's the best way to get a hold of me. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. Letter number one. 
understand my husband's drinking problem is so damn bad, we can't even go on vacation. Wait, you're supposed to be drunk on vacation. What the hell's up your ass? I've been married for 39 years to a kind, supportive, and loving man who's not allowed to drink on vacation, bitch. We're both retired. That's no excuse. He stays fit with daily exercise, so get off your fat ass and start drinking. He reads, keeps track of our finances, and he's fun to be with. (laughs) Fucking ingrate. You mean he's, you know, keeping up on news and keeping his health right and handling the finances where you sit around and wait to be entertained all fucking day? Huh? His personality bends to unsavory during most of the evening hours. Yeah, because he's exhausted and he's pouring booze and all the stress that you've put him through. He'll never go to counseling. Doesn't have fucking time. Support groups for me aren't close by. (laughs) Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like you get off your ass out of the recliner all day. So unless it's a mobile support group, I I expect no changes from you whatsoever. (laughs) He was always the breadwinner and provided a good income to our family. He was also a good father to our sons. I thought you said they were retired. You're... You're going to start digging up the past? Over the years, I have gone from compassionate to furious about my husband's drinking. He often hides about how much he consumes. I used to be a social person. We had the opportunity to travel, but it was disastrous in the past. How should a wife deal with an alcoholic in the home? Okay. Overwhelmed in Florida. All joking aside, and I was joking a lot there. Um, it's up to him. You need to let him know that it hurts you, and you're terrified that he's going to kill himself. But other than that, it's up to him. But he needs to know that it hurts you. He needs to know that you feel very alone. Tell him, and then let him decide. That's all you can do. I'm sorry. I got nothing else for you. That's coming from a drunk. One of the reasons why I quit is, Yeah, I got tired of feeling the way I did, and I also got tired of putting my family what I put them through. I knew I was a shit, and so I quit drinking. I didn't get in trouble, didn't have financial difficulties or anything of that nature. I just quit drinking. Because after weighing it out, I realized I love my life and my family more than I did the booze. Dear Stan, I had a very good relationship with my daughter-in-law. In In fact, I treated her like my own daughter and showered her with gifts. Stop trying to buy people off, would you? People told me she had been gossiping about me and saying how much she dislikes me. I feel betrayed. So I've distanced myself from her and no longer want to hear. I don't want her near me. (laughs) Am I vindictive? Well, fuck yeah. You don't even know if these rumors are true. And you're already playing the game. (laughs) Fucking grow up. This is not the sixth grade. I feel betrayed. You don't even know if it's true yet. You've already put measures into place to distance her from you and isolate her and get her out of your life and treat her like shit and make her feel bad. And you don't even know if she's guilty of anything. You're an asshole. I love my grandson. Don't start dragging kids into it. This is you.
I need my privacy too. What will I do during the holidays and family needs to get together? It, see there? I, we, you just answered your own question. I knew it was about you. Swift seen whoring around with Maddie Healy. I guess they were spotted kissing in a private New York City cafe. Who gives a fuck? Tom Sandoval seen performing at a cancer charity event. Well, he's got to do something to try to rebuild his image. Britney Spears, her proud attorney, is working for free, she says, after being paid $6 million. Not sure if you caught that, so I'd like to repeat it. Blonde. Britney Spears says after paying her attorney $6 million, he's proudly working for free. Holy shit. Hey, uh, Britney, Stan the Joke Man talking. Um, You don't know me. Um, You know a former colleague of mine, Carly Rush. You and Justin Timberlake had dinner with her one night. But um, I just want you to know I'd love to volunteer my time. Yeah. Don't worry about the airfare or nothing. I'll fly myself out. Now, just make the check out to Jokeman Productions, LLC. Let me wake you up to some reality, Brittany. That attorney you just paid $6 million, he ain't doing no fucking free work shit for you. Now, on the contrary, you need to be putting his narrow ass to work. Have him come over to the house. He can do some shit around there. He's not helpless. Weeding your garden, knocking down your grass, painting the house, taking out the garbage. Have you sprayed off the driveway yet? Yeah. Put his fucking ass to work. Holy shit. (laughs) He better know how to lick pussy. (laughs) I'm trying to help you, Brittany. All right. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've crossed the line. Hi, everybody. Agnes McAllister here. Did he cross the line, Stan? Did he really? For $6 million, I better be part of the retainer. Yeah. And if I lose the case, it's only going to get worse. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Agnes McAllister. All right, let's get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Stan the Joke Man Show, a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting from the Boys Room Studio right here in Henrietta, America. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon. Don't let people walk on you. Don't let them manipulate you. Feed your cynicism. Get you all fucking worked up and end up fucking up your life. You do some thinking on your own and I'll see you Monday. Bye, Candios, mi amigos. Oh.